our government flew planes into the two twin towers, one into the Pentagon to invade Iraq or and Afghanistan and Iran and possibly Venezuela and possibly more. You're saying that the United States government had this plot just so they could go to war with Iraq. I'm not sure exactly what the goal is. But you're saying the United States government the, had a conspiracy to do that. The people that are supposedly representing the United States did this. So Americans did this to Americans is what you're saying? Some, some lousy politicians, some, some hell-bent politicians did this. That's a, that is my Okay, then. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here is your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, and welcome to show number 43 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Kenneth, welcome to You Are the Guest. Hello. Kenneth, what can you tell our audience about yourself? I'm young, youthful, energetic, and uh, I want—I feel the, the youth need to do something for our country. And uh, I guess I'm just going to be a part of that. How I'm, old or how young are you? I'm going on 25. Do you mind to tell our audience about uh, what you do as a daytime job? Uh, I'm a patient aide. What things could you tell me about Hopkinsville, Kentucky? It's a boring, quiet town. Uh, 20 miles north of Fort Campbell, uh, the third largest military base in the, un in the continental United States. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's a small military town. Are Americans more patriotic today than they were 10 years ago? Yes, they are, but it's not, uh, it's not a true, it's, it's not true. It's a false sense of patriotism. Uh, I believe uh, we got uh, we got uh, an administration that's in office that uh, that is uh, leading the people to believe that uh, tattling on neighbors and uh, uh, wiretapping and uh, habeas corpus are, are things of the past. That's uh, and people are, are seemingly going along with it. I don't know how to explain it, uh, Bill. What should this country do about immigration? Uh, just enforce the current laws. Uh, people, people are making it clear to this administration and to their public officials that uh, just to enforce the, the current law. If, if we enforce current law, none of this would be happening. This, this, uh, this is a distraction from the, from the war in Iraq which hasn't made the headline news in uh, who knows how long. Uh, so it's really just a distraction because our law is currently uh, up to date and uh, people just aren't enforcing it. We don't have funds, I reckon. I'm not really sure. So what do you think that the federal government is not enforcing it? They're just 
they're not enforcing the law. Uh, so why? Like, why? Why aren't they? Because they, there must be a reason why they're not enforcing it. So what is it? In your in your opinion? In my opinion, I guess I would have to say that corporate America is uh, making money off of this. They're not having to. Uh, pay workers minimum wage, they're not having to pay workers uh, benefits, health insurance, so they're getting uh, they're getting more money for uh, less work. But aren't they but aren't they paying more in state taxes with uh, increased social costs? With increased social comps? Yeah, because if these people are coming over across the border, somebody's going to pay for their health coverage and their health I guess health needs for the hospitals, and usually that's paid for by the state. Well, I, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not against. Uh, I don't, don't want to. If somebody came to the hospital, uh, illegal or not illegal, I mean, I, you couldn't just turn them away. If you right. turn them away, it, it'd be cold-hearted. So yeah, we're we're gonna have to pay some money because of of the current law being enforced. So. But if if we were to enforce the law, we wouldn't have this problem. And if we were to enforce the law, people would be turned away uh, at a hospital. But you said that people are are that the United States is not enforcing the law because of corporate America. But corporate uh, America pays for this problem too, with higher taxes and et cetera. Well, I think if they're if they're allowed to pay. Some Mexican or Guatemalan, uh, say nine, ten dollars an hour for for what they'd have to pay an American, maybe uh, fifteen dollars. They're really they're really saving some. I, I would believe. I mean, and plus you're not having to pay uh, this Mexican's uh, health insurance. You're not having to pay uh, this Mexican. Uh, you're not having to pay him as much money. You're not having to invest in this worker like they would have to with an American. But if that was the case, then wouldn't more companies just stay in America instead of going abroad? Because you, what you're suggesting is that if corporate America is able to hire all these people in the United States, then they wouldn't need to move their companies to Mexico and, and to other places in South America. They could just do it here. So why are people moving... Or why are companies moving their their bases uh, to outside companies or outside countries? Why are they moving their companies to outside countries? Well, let's first start off. Uh, you said that they could just do it here. I don't think that uh, if if they went full scale and said, "Oh, we're just going to hire a little," they just came out flat out and said it. I think that's going to happen because you'd see uh, a revolt uh, amongst the American citizens. The second, the people moving their factories over. I'm not uh, into all the, the business aspects of this. I don't know exactly uh, why they're moving their companies away from America. Uh, the only thing, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of factors that, that that go into all that. I'm not really sure, Bill. I'm I'm not an immigration expert. I just think that if we enforce the current law, the catch and release system that that uh, George Bush mentioned uh, the other night, he even mentioned so. He knows that we're not enforcing our current law, but yet they want to uh, make more laws, and uh, no one's enforcing them. Why? Why aren't they enforcing them? I don't know. I'm just—I was just giving you my best guess. 
What's the difference between nationalism and patriotism? What is the difference between nationalism and patriotism? I'm not really sure about that. Uh, I guess national. I'm not really sure about that, Bill. Okay. Um, should the government provide for the poor? Should the government provide for the poor? Well, they have been. Uh, the current model that they have up uh, sure looks like they're they're doing that. Uh, I don't. I don't think they should. And and why not? Well, uh, people should be more independent. Uh, you know, if uh, if if you're always if you know someone's always there to feed you, if you know someone always going to help you out, then uh, why would you want to work? Why would people want to work when they know that they've got that safety net? You know. Well, wonder if you can't work because of circumstances beyond your control. Well, that all goes back to family. Uh, you know, if families were more uh, close, then they they would have that support. You know, uh, but you have all these dysfunctional families. You know, uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, let's say that you didn't have a dysfunctional family and that your family was dead. Well, I'm sure that. Uh, your church or, or people that you know would help you out as much as possible. But the government shouldn't be doing that. You know? So in other words, if there is an elderly person that cannot help themselves, they can't work, and their family also can are, are stretched and they can't provide for their grandparents, the, then those elderly people should be on the street. Do you think that people? Do you, I don't. I don't. I'm, for me, I'm not going to see that happen. If I see someone that really, truly needs help and they're honest, they're going to get that help. That's for me. And I know that uh, that from from let's Hurricane Katrina. Uh, what was that? A uh, tsunami and uh, we're in the Pacific Ocean. All that money that we poured into that country. All the money that we poured in to the Red Cross and other associations for Hurricane Katrina. People are going to help. If, if you're true and honest, people are going to help you. But if you're, if you're lazy and bummish, you're going to find yourself out on the street real quick. That's, that's my opinion. And uh, I, I think other Americans would say that too. I don't think anybody's that cold-hearted. But no, our, our government should, shouldn't be the one. To take to 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 be in our lives, was to stop them from keep invading. Oh well, we need to help you with this too. We need to help you with this too. You see, you see. But if somebody walks yeah. into a hospital, like like your earlier example, and they need help, and they can't pay for it, under the your example that the you know, poor shouldn't be helped, they would be turned away. Do you think? People are going to help people. What are you, people no, but, are but the government is a representative of the people. And along with that, you know, if, if the government isn't helping them, then who will? The people. The people help the people. The people don't need government to do everything for them. They, they, don't, they have elected officials to take care of what they're supposed to do, but, but what they don't do. The people are not going to let honest people, true, honest, hardworking, or, or disabled Americans go hungry. 
without a bed to sleep in. It may not be the best conditions that you wish for, but at least you have something. People are not cold-hearted. Now, I'm sure there are a few cold-hearted people out there, but it's if you ask an everyday American for some help, they're going to give it to you. And right. we don't need the government to impede on, or impose rules or, or, or tax to, to come in and do that for us. Because once you allow them to do that, then you have such a, let's talk, voucher system they was talking about for private schools. Once these schools, this is an example, once these schools allow these vouchers to come in, then you're allowing federal uh, government to come into that, that program. Okay. So you, you'd have a dilemma. You'd have a problem there with government impeding and imposing rules. And they're always going to do that. So you would so, be in, you, you would be in favor of organizations such as the Red Cross to help these people out. Of course. So yeah. have you not heard of the corruption in the Red Cross? There's cr- people people get corrupted by money. I got you know uh, it's nothing new. But it, we we sort it out and and they get sent pretty eventually you know. But the, but at the end of the day, people don't get helped. Sure they do. Or, the, or they don't get the help that they need because uh, well, because the funds have been misspent or or misappropriated. Well, uh, you know, I, I I would imagine if a homeless person walked into the uh, Red Cross or Salvation Army, they would uh, they would enjoy that more than uh, let's say someone over in Africa, not uh, not not being able to have a. Clean food, clean clothes, a bed to sleep on. I think we're doing okay over here. We should be content with what we have. We're we're okay over here in America. I'm sure there are a few people that go without, but you know, they either aren't asking for help or, or they don't want help. Because most people, most American people are kind-hearted and are willing to help out. I understand that, but if there's no system to help them, how do they get the help? Like we mentioned, the Red Cross and, and the Salvation Army. These, sure, there's corruption among these companies, but but it gets straightened out. But they're also they're also not set up to handle the volume that the United States government is when it comes to welfare of the people, and they would tell you that. Well, if 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 people want federal control uh, over every aspect of their life, they can do that. I'll do it without. I'll have none of it. They can have it all. Are there packets of the South that are still bitter about the Civil War? Well, uh, from some of the people I talk to, there are. And, uh, and why is that? Why is that? Well, uh, probably because of the kind of situations that keep facing us today. Uh, and they look at the South, and they they read about the South, and they they see uh, see what they were fighting for, the causes that they were fighting for, and uh, that's uh, the current. Uh, let's 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 see. Okay, a lot of people talk about slavery being a big part of Civil War, and it was as far as propaganda goes. Uh, and uh, black should be free. We know that. We know this now. Uh, so. But, but let's talk about the states' rights. Uh, right now, states have to uh, sign in the contract or, or give away their rights to uh, get 
their money back from the federal government, such as these uh, National Guard troops that are being sent down to the border right now with no weapons. They, the state has no control over them, and that's because they needed the money, the state, they need the federal money for the National Guard troops, so therefore the federal, the federal government has control. The state doesn't have a right uh, to do anything, pretty much, without begging and grumbling uh, for, for funds. Now, Kentucky, uh, it, I know, is not a, a big uh, tax giver to the federal government. We, we take in more than we, we put in. So the, the, this welfare government that we got is, you can see they're not working. If they were more dependent, if people were more dependent, we wouldn't have that kind of problems. Uh, so I think that for the people that I talk to, they just wish that the states had more control. They don't care that the federal government is there. They just believe that the federal government has too much control. That's that's basically what it's all about. So in other words, for example, in Kentucky, you'd rather have the state have more control and have Kentucky solve Kentucky's problems? Well, we're a commonwealth, so our counties uh, take care of uh, their problems, pretty much similar to the state taking care of their problems. We depend on the centralized government in Frankfurt, just as the states depend on the centralized government in Washington, D.C. So if, if we start depending more on ourselves, if the county depended on ourselves, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, there would be no need for the federal government to create rules and, and create regulations to create more uh, taxes, to raise the, the postal stamp money, four cents, and we, we just have this. People would, I, I just don't know how to explain it, though. I, people just want, I, I, well, I don't know, the people that I talk to, this, personally, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't really uh, care for for the federal government, but I, I know that we need it there. So I'm really in the middle. Uh, my I have a writer, Al Benson, and he's more he he could probably answer questions more. I'm not really a I'm pro Southern, but I'm not really I'm right in the middle. Most people are right in the middle. Yeah. Well, well, I don't I don't uh, like I said, Al Benson. He's he he probably uh, have a different answer to that. But I, I'm I'm pro I'm in the middle. I know that we need a government and, uh, to watch over the state, so uh, but somebody needs to be watching the watchers. From your observations, you're saying that they're just still mad about states' rights. I believe so. I believe so. In your opinion, why do you, they think that they're not represented today as opposed to being out on their own? Well, uh, I, I guess... One would have to come to uh, a property ta uh, property tax. Uh, once you've bought the land, you have to keep paying tax on it. Do you think that's right? Do you think that uh, once you buy land, you should have to pay rent for it? I don't know. I, that's just one of the many things that I would, uh, if I was, uh, if I was for states' rights and uh, pro Southern, I think I'd be pretty upset, and I'm sure there's more and more and more uh, uh, issues like that that, that probably would uh, make me pro-Southern. Like I said, I'm really in the middle, and uh, I really 
I really don't talk to them much about you know, why they're angry about this. I don't think that they're angry about the Civil War. I just think that they wish that the federal government would get out of their business, you know, uh, uh, the states as well. Let people be themselves without somebody always hawking over them. But they can't have it both ways. You know, they, they, they want the protection of the government, but yet they want the government to stay out. So they, they can't have it both ways. Protection? What kind of protection do you mean? Well, let's, let's take, a, for example, our earlier question about immigration. Is immigration the country's problem, or is it Texas' problem, and Arizona's problem, and California's problem? Well, that goes back to what I said. People are going to take care of uh, people. Americans are going to take care of Americans. And that, no, but I'm, I'm talking about people coming over the border illegally. Is, the, why, is that California's problem, Arizona's problem, New Mexico's problem, and Texas's problem, or is it the federal government's problem? If we had the Minutemen right here to answer that question, what do you think they'd say? That's why the Minutemen are down there. And that's why we need more people. Uh, no, but I'm asking you whose problem is it? Is it the state's problem or is it the government's problem? Well, we can uh, always let the federal government in, impose rules and laws and let them take care of it. Or we could, uh, as a people, just say, uh, let's group together and take care of this problem. And, uh, so, is it, so whose problem is it? Is it the state's problem or is it the federal government's problem? It's the state's problem. It's the state's problem. How can it be the state's problem when it's the country's border? Well, uh, from what I've heard, uh, the federal government owns uh, quite a bit of that border land. It's federal-controlled uh, land, so there's not much the state can do about it if the federal government is, enforcing, is not enforcing the, the law. We, it, it'd be pretty hard to go on federal land if you weren't allowed to. That's from what I understand now as far as, uh, let's say, Texas. I that they own a lot of their border. Uh, I think that the model that the Minutemen Project is showing, I think that could really work if they weren't labeled as uh, uh, some offbeat group. If, if, if the president had acknowledged uh, the other night that the Minutemen were on the job and that they were going to help out and give them and, and help out with some funds, then, then the people could take care of it, no problem. The people are willing to take care of their own problems. Is the government going to acknowledge that and, and say, okay, we're going to back you 100%. And they weren't even mentioned. They weren't even mentioned in the address he gave the nation uh, the Monday night. What should this country be doing about energy? Energy? Uh, well, you know, uh, I think uh, if we... If we look down at Brazil, they're a self-sufficient uh, nation. I think they've got a good model going on, so maybe we should look into the same thing. Uh, if they're using sugar or corn. I'm not really sure, but they're, uh, they're using that to make ethanol. And uh, so I think ethanol would probably be the way to go. We've got enough land. But Brazil's a dramatically small... Dr Brazil's a dramatically smaller country than the United States. I mean, they can get by on no, well, making ethanol from look, sugar because of the fact that their population as, is so much smaller. As far as population goes, they, they, they're smaller. But as far as land mass, 
they're way larger than the United States. So they've got the land as well as we do to grow the crops. We've got the population just as well as they do to grow the crops. And they've, they, I, I don't know uh, what their government is doing differently. They seem to be working for the Brazil people instead of against. Uh, right now, we have an administration that is uh, friends with the Bin Laden family, with the Saudi royal family. So uh, people should have known this when they voted him in. People should have known what, what direction he was taking. Uh, Vice President uh, was, uh, what's he, he, he was involved with Halliburton, right, and uh, Kellogg, or whatever we're called, right? So you see the current situation in uh, Hurricane Katrina down in New Orleans. Uh, right now, Entergy is uh, about to be faced with an energy problem because New Orleans doesn't have the funds to pay energy. Entergy is a company down there, Bill, in New Orleans, and they don't. And, and New Orleans doesn't have the funds to pay this uh, this energy uh, company to keep the lights on down there. So they're waiting on the funds to come through. So as far as uh, energy goes, let's go the way of ethanol. It seems to be a good model based on Brazil, anyway. And uh, I think I think that that would help out at least some, give us some direction. I'm all for an ethanol because of the fact that I'm in corn country. We actually have a, a brand new ethanol plant that's just outside our community and, and uh, several that are going up. So I'm pro-ethanol. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out that, uh, you know, what examples of, of countries uh, that are using it well, that are good. But, but Brazil, to me, doesn't seem like a very good one for two reasons. First of all, the, the population is dramatically smaller than the United States and also when you look at the country yes it's big but how much of it has paved roads I mean you can't drive through you know their their consumption for for gasoline isn't that large so while while I I I see your example for ethanol in Brazil being admirable it's still not a very good example well what about Hopkinsville we have an ethanol plant here yeah, and let's build more of those. And let's build more of them. Exactly. People start if we if the government started, or or if the state government, or if the county government started investing in ethanol, we wouldn't have an energy problem. This is another distraction from from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. These are all distraction pieces. The, the energy problem. Why is gas jumping from a dollar forty to to three dollars since he, since George? been in office there is no energy problem other than the people in the office that's our energy problem but that's not george bush's problem that's wall street's problem wall, well, wall street is, is driven those prices up through commodities not not george bush the people that we got voted in are old oil men Don't be fooled. they come from people that are from oil families but i don't see them cashing in on it well they're they're good people and they're bad people i agree I and there are some really bad people. Now, we don't see them cashing in, but that doesn't mean they're not better. I'm not for any Democrat or Republican, actually, Bill. I don't want to give you a false uh, idea that I'm, I'm with one of the major political parties because uh, both of them are corrupted beyond belief as so, far as I'm concerned. So if, we, uh, if our choices are for the majority of voters, either John Kerry or George Bush... Those are, if those are our choices. You don't. 
as simple as that. Don't vote. But if you don't vote, then you give your, your power to somebody else who does vote. And if the majority of those people vote in one of those two people, then you're stuck with whoever is the majority. Well, maybe should, people should be going back to getting sovereign. You know, just like this is a sovereign nation, uh, you're a sovereign person. Okay? And we can acknowledge the current system, or we can change the current system. To what? What? Something more independent, something that really does represent the people. But what? But what if this is really, really good, and we don't realize it? Then we've been hoodwinked somehow. We've been fooled somewhere along the lines. I'm sure it is a good model, but you know, we really can't see it. Boy, I'll I'll take this country over any country in the world. Oh no doubt. Just, despite no its doubt. faults. Don't don't get me wrong. I I love this country, but but something's got to give. Something's got to change. Like what? Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess we need some rules as far as how uh, how political parties operate. Uh, and we need rules on how lobbying operates. Uh, and uh, I think I think maybe uh, one of the simplest rules of all is if you're running for public office, you you just that's all you do. You don't need to be doing nothing else but doing that. You know, and some of these people got, like John McCain had a movie come out a year or two ago. What, what's, you know, these people aren't Hollywood actors, right? They're politicians. So, in other words, you want professional politicians. I, I want people that are going to represent the people. They can. Well, see that? No, that's different. That's different from what you said. You, you said that you want you want people that are just politicians. Now we've got people that are just politicians, and my prime example of that is the Kennedy family. Oh, good. The the Kennedy family is the the most professional politicians you can find. Now, most corrupt. Exactly. So, with that example, you know, do you want that type of people to be, you know? representative of the government or do you you want somebody that maybe has come from the people that uh, you know will at least be able to carry on a conversation with the common man how do we get that though how does that happen well they're they're there but you know sometimes they're not always under the spotlight all right because i I've, I've been to washington and i've done some lobbying efforts and i i do know that there are some very good home down to earth people representing the country, but they're not the ones that are always, you know, on the six PM news. If that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, next question. Should the NSA continue to eavesdrop domestically, in your opinion? Uh they they shouldn't even exist. Why do they exist is, is beyond my belief. I mean, we've already got the CIA. What are they there for? What, what is, when did this country, when, when did this happen? When did they get created? How the, long have they been spying? What, the NSA? Yeah. The NSA started after September 11th. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, goodness, that makes sense, I guess. All right, well, uh, no, they shouldn't be spying on Americans. It's against the law of hopefully uh, somebody uh, holds these people accountable. I mean, we have the, 
I don't, I don't I don't even see why they were created. We've got the CIA and the FBI. These people, uh, we've got too many law enforcement agencies. Too many agencies. So no, they shouldn't be spying on nobody. Well, they shouldn't have been created. Uh, it's a joke. So, so they shouldn't be spying on anybody. 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 That's what the CIA is there for. They're, they're our lookout guys. They're our under guys. They're the ones that are making sure that America's safe. They knew about about the possible attacks uh, that could take place. No, they didn't warn the public. You can't, you can't have a mass, uh, can't have the public knowing about everything. Mass hysteria is going to go, right? So let's, let me, let me focus in on the CIA here for a second because they're the ones that really should be looking out for people. Now, whether they're spying on people or not, that's a different story. Uh, the CIA was created for the sole purpose of protecting America, just the FBI. Well, the reason that the NSA was created was because the CIA and the FBI couldn't work together. Well, sure, they, they, they don't need to work together. They were doing their jobs. Both of them knew, the, knew of the possible attack threats. But they didn't work together to stop it. That's what you would be led to believe. But but let's focus on uh, NORAD standing down on September 11th. Dick Cheney's control, which four months earlier, Donald Rumsfeld signed that Dick Cheney could take control of NORAD. No other administration officials had ever done this in history. Okay, they had never done anything like this in history. No politician has ever been in control of NORAD. NORAD is in control of NORAD, and that is it. Now, they were told to stand down. Is it possible that two jets really really could fly in, in, into the Twin Towers without being unnoticed and shot down? Do you really think that that would happen when we have no red? Watch every plane that comes in and every plane that is in our airspace. Do I think it happened? Yeah, I think it did happen. I don't mean, do you think it's possible that they were standing down just because uh, they didn't know what was going on. Do you think they got confused, NORAD got confused? Oh, well, we're, we're confused. We don't know what to do about these jets. I don't think so. I don't think so. So so I, do you think that they just said, hey, you know what? We're just going to let them go where they want to go? Well, somebody did. No, I, 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 I think that they just got completely caught by surprise and they didn't know what that what to do you think so I, I think I think there are there are enough Americans uh, that were true blue that were in there that had they had another decision to make uh, it wouldn't be let them crash into the Twin Towers I actually thought they probably thought they would never do that but now we don't differently well I guess it's all how you look at it I respect your opinion. Final question. What's one thing Americans should do today that would change their country for the better? I think that people should just get more involved locally at the, at the lower level and uh, start organizing to do something about uh, at the, some of the problems we've talked about, such as health care or, or immigration. Let the people take care of it. Let the people get more involved. Throw away your television and get involved. 
Kenneth, it's time to play Ask Bill 3. This is where I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, and you can ask me three questions about anything. So fire away. All right. The first question is, do you believe the official 9-11 story? In your view, what is the official 9-11 story? But, um, the official, my view? Or, or what, what, what is the official 9-11 view that you're referring to? That uh, that uh, bunch of Arabs that didn't know how to fly a regular Cessna plane jumped into a, a jumbo jet and flew into the tower as if it was driving as if they were driving a car. I believe that they came to America to train and they found out some way to minimally steer the plane and yeah, I think they did that. Okay. So. Okay. You believe that, that NORAD got confused as well? Do you think that NORAD just got caught off guard? They they had no idea what to do about these jets that were off course. I think they were trying to figure out whether they were going to land or they were just going to hijack, and they didn't quite know what to do. There, there are some things that you can't protect yourself against. For example, I've always had that this phrase that I've used in business, which is that if somebody is going to set out purposely to steal from you, that they'll find a way. And although you can put up lots of policies and you can put up lots of, of safety nets, if somebody's really determined to steal from you and, and really wants to put a full effort into it, they'll find a way. And that's the same way with these terrorists. I mean, they caught a country that was completely off guard, that had never been hit by terrorism before. And because of that, there were a lot of things that just fell through the cracks. Will it happen again? You know, I don't think so. But I could be wrong. I was wrong the first time. I, I respect your opinion. All right, the second what's, what's your opinion on that? Uh, as far as uh, what do I believe, that, what, what as far as what, if we'll be attacked again? No, as far as the official 9/11 story. Uh, I think, uh, just as far as I know, uh, and what I've read, uh, I read a, a declassified document called uh, Operation Northwoods, and uh, I would suggest every American read that, and uh, then come to their own conclusion, Bill. What will they read when they look at that? Uh, Operation Northwoods uh, was an event that did not take place, thank God. Uh, it was about the government conspiring to drop nuclear bombs on Florida uh, as, a, as a way to invade Cuba. And when did this take place? When did this take place? Um, I think the year was 63, I believe. I've got the document up on the website, or if, if I don't have it, I will be up on the website. So they'll be able to go to greenvilleroad.com and, and download that and read that. So they were going to bomb Florida. They were going to drop nuclear bombs on Florida. That is correct. The, the government, the United States government. To do what? To invade, as, as a way to invade Cuba. Okay, when was Cuba going to be invading the United States? Excuse me? When was Cuba going to have an invasion on the United States? I don't. I don't know that they ever planned to. I'm not a, a real 
I, I don't know exactly. I just read that Operation Northwoods. I, I just read that document. I don't know about Cuba ever conspiring to invade us, but they might have. It, you know. Yeah, because wouldn't it be, I mean, Cuba's smaller. Wouldn't it be more advantageous just to bomb Cuba instead of Florida? I mean, it, you know, it, it, doesn't there have to be some common sense in there, too? Why, why would this be declassified? Why would that? Why this is this is the government? This is your our government. It's a declassified document. It's nothing more than the truth. Our government wants to drop nuclear bombs on Florida to invade Cuba. Our government flew planes into the two twin towers, one to the Pentagon to invade Iraq or and Afghanistan and Iran and possibly Venezuela and possibly more. So why would it be that this would this would be the first time? For example, I've been with 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 journalism and and the news for many many years. Why would this type of document it was meant be it was. be released and not not covered more heavily? I mean, the, if the United States government is conspiring to drop nuclear bombs on a state, would you think that would get a lot of attention? Well, well, it just uh, goes goes to show you that our media is not faithful and true. So uh, I mean, so do you think that the government planned these flights to start a war? I don't know. Uh, I don't have the answer. Uh, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm crazy. Uh, so, But that's your opinion. That is my, that, that's the idea that I have in my head, yeah. Is that the United States conspired to fly these planes into the Twin Towers and the Pentagon to just to start the war. I don't know that it was just to start a war, but uh, let's talk a bit. Let's let's mention the Patriot Act. Let's mention the NSA wiretapping and uh, and imposing. Uh, if we take a look uh, back at back at history, we'll see that that this is not the first time a government has done this. You'll notice Hitler uh, set fire to the Reich tag and blamed it on the No, but, but we're talking about the United States government. We're not talking about some other foreign government. We're talking about the United States government. You know, I don't care about about uh, Nazi Germany or I don't care about any other uh, South American government. I'm talking about the United States government. You're saying that the United States government had this plot just so they could go to war with Iraq, that they conceived a plan to, to hijack these planes and have everybody give them a free pass so they would run into the Twin Towers and also the Pentagon. I'm not saying it was just for that, just for uh, uh, to invade Iraq or Afghanistan. I'm not sure exactly what the goal is. But you're saying the United States government had a conspiracy to do that. The people that are supposedly representing the United States did this. So Americans did this to Americans, is what you're saying? Some some lousy politicians, some some hell bent politicians did this. That's a, that is my. Okay then. Uh, what's your next question? <laughs> If terrorism is real, then why were we lied to about invading Iraq? How were we lied to about invading Iraq? If terrorism is real, then why were we lied to about invading Iraq? If terrorism is real, then why were we 
lied to about invading Iraq is, is your question. And my, my, my question back to you is how are we lied to about Iraq? We were told that there were massive weapons uh, of destruction, WMDs. We were told that uh, Saddam was a threat to the United States. These things turned out to be false lies. They, they came out to be false, but Saddam Hussein led the entire world down that path. For example, Saddam Hussein could have gone through this whole deal and said, you know what? I know the UN inspectors are here, and you know I'm going to cooperate fully, and it's not going to be any problem, and I'm going to show you guys that I don't have anything. He could have done that, but he didn't. Why? So you, you think we were lied to about invading Iraq? I, I think that we were given a lot of misinformation, but we weren't the only country in the world to have it. I think that that uh, you could say the other supporting countries around the world were in that same boat. We weren't the only ones. And the other thing that I think is that Saddam was a threat. I mean, he he was certainly a threat to his his own people, and he was certainly a threat to the his world, to the world. And if uh, we all would have backed down to that, whether he had them at the time or not. I guess the big question is, would he have pursued it more, much like the Iranians are doing it today? You do know that we trained Saddam Hussein. The CIA trained Saddam Hussein to put him into power. Well, they've trained a lot of people that way. What's your point? Train them this way. Why would we train them to hate the United States? Because Saddam wanted power. We, we gave him the support. For, for one reason, one reason only was to hopefully, you know, have him be a, a strong ally for the United States. But he wasn't. I mean, he, he turned his back on that relationship. You know, S Saddam would still be in power had he done two things. Saddam would be in power had he just let the U.N. come in and say, take a look at it, boys. Or if he hadn't uh, decided to, you know, go ahead and pick a fight with the United States. I mean, you know, when you tell the most powerful country in the world... You know, here's the line in the sand. Cross it and pick a fight with them. You know, a lot of countries have, have found out that it's not very profitable. Now, let's, let's take the flip side of that. Let's take a look at Libya. You know, back in, I believe it was 1983, that uh, we did not have good relationships with Libya. Matter of fact, we bombed the country. And Gaddafi, instead of continuing to pick the fight, backed down. Now... So many years later, we've normalized relations with Libya. Saddam could, Saddam could have done that, too, had he been smart enough. So, okay. I, I respect your opinion. What's your next question? The third and final question. Does the state have the right to secede from the Union? Do they have the right? Oh... First of all, I don't see it being very good business sense. I mean, just just in that way, because of the fact that um, you know to succeed from the United States uh, would mean that you need to be self-supporting, and it would be a very costly venture. What state would be able to do that? So, uh, do do they have the right to do it? Oh. 
Probably not. And nor would I ever see that happening in this day and age. All right. How about your opinion on that? My opinion is if you're allowed in and you're allowed out. Simple as that. Then we wouldn't be the United States. Why not? Kenneth, do you want to tell about your website and how people can find out more information about uh, uh, your writings and, and also some of the articles that you've talked about? All right. Uh, they can go to greenvilleroad.com. And uh, as far as my articles go, they aren't really worth reading. It's just my opinion I put out there, uh, my thoughts. And uh, just to give you an idea of how I feel about everything, uh, and I have another writer, Al Benson, uh, he's the same way. He talks about what he writes and how he feels. We're not here representing nobody but ourselves. Uh, we have links to uh, the Black Vault, which has over 292,000 classified documents available, ready to view and download. And uh, they can just swing on by and read up quickly about what we got to say and find a document to read and get knowledge. Kenneth, we differ on many opinions throughout this show, but uh, I also uh, respect your right to express those opinions. And uh, I, I think you probably have the same feeling about me as well. Uh, I do. I do. Kenneth, thank you once again for being our guest this week on You Are the Guest. All right. Thank you a lot. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. That concludes this week's edition of You Are the Guest from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.